Welcome to your favourite football shirt podcast with more controversial views than a football match refereed by Anthony Taylor. Welcome back, listeners. It's They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. I'm Adrian Football Shirtalia, who's joining us this week. It's Mike at Footy Shirts. And Scott at Flying Scotty. And Adam at This One Kit. Adam, that's a mighty fine shirt you're wearing today. Thank you, yes. I'm wearing the special Pride Udinese shirt that they released and were meant to be wearing against Lazio and then magically did not seem to wear it against Lazio. Not entirely sure why. Um, They were asked on Twitter why that happened or it didn't happen. And they just ignored it. Um, but it's a lovely shirt. It's got a rainbow on it. Were they meant to be away, Adam? Or was it at home? I'm not sure, actually. Um, that, But that could possibly answer the question. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's a fascist yeah. regime uh, issue. Let's move swiftly on. Um, right, so this is quite a special episode. Does anybody know what's a special episode? No. <laughs> is, is it the number of the episode by any chance, AD? <laughs> it is the number. It's everybody's favourite episode already. I think I know what it is. Adam, do you know what it is? It's not episode 69, is it? (laughs) Oh, oh dear. That's why we got you in. Yeah, I was going to say, is that why I'm here? I've completely misread this invitation to be on here. Um, But, um, well... (laughs) When in Rome. Rome. (laughs) We've got kit news. We've got new releases. We've got Scotty Rants. We've got kit history. And we've got a little quiz. Wow, it's going to be it's going to be longer than half an hour, isn't it? Definitely, probably. It's going to be top content, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't say <sound> confident. <laughs> uh, don't, I don't. I've not listened, uh, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Oh, but speaking of content, they might. We've got more content coming up, haven't we? What's that, what's what's going on? I don't know what. No, I'm joking. So yeah, uh, anyone who follows us on socials, we're seeing that we uh, we have finally set up a YouTube account channel whatever the kids call it um so we're going to be using that for a lot of our sort of like existing content really we're, we're not going to be uploading every full pod to youtube just the stuff that we think is really good and is worth sharing so for example i think the first thing that we're going to put on there is the full interview with alexi lalas um kind of like a bit of a director's cut if you like it's going to be just the whole thing start to finish you're going to get to see him you're going to see us geeking out and absolutely fanboy him wearing shirts that he wore during his career um and i think we'll do a little bit of that going forward because we got we got a lot of big guests lined up and you know we're working hard to try and get more people in on their sort of level of lalas again really and i think that would be good to kind of convert into a little bit of visual to, to put on youtube sounds exciting do you get youtube in scotland scott yes we have the internet <laughs> <laughs> it's more than we have in norfolk <laughs> Right, in that case, with no further ado, let's move on to this week's Kit News. Right, so we're going to go through some of the new releases in quickfire shortly. And I know we've got a couple of new releases. We're going to do a little bit more in depth in this week's news. But Adam, you've got some sponsorship news for us. I do. So Inter have a new shirt sponsor. They will be sponsored for the Champions League final by Paramount+. Plus. They were, in fact, sponsored by them for the last game of the season against Torino. And the reason for that is the same reason that Roma made the move to having SPQR on the front of their shirts. 
digital bits, we're not paying them. So they decided we've had enough of this, we're going to go with someone else. And it looks really good on the shirt, actually. I think it's a really striking logo. It's nice to have something that isn't just cryptocurrency because I hate the cryptocurrency sponsors. It's a bit like the betting sponsors. It feels like they're a little bit unregulated, they're a little bit irresponsible, but also they just look crap as a design. They always look rubbish. Whereas, yeah, Paramount Plus, it's got that classic Paramount Mountain logo. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to see that logo on a shirt that wins the Champions League final. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> That's optimistic. It's absolutely to- <laughs> optimistic, but, um, yeah, but I, I can I can hope. With regards to the sponsor, I think A, it looks good as a sponsor, but B, I mean, I don't know what the rules are in Serie A, but does that open the possibility again, a bit like we saw with Atletico Madrid when they had kind of like that alternating movie sponsor when they were sponsored by that that movie company whoever was I can't even remember to be honest with you so I mean Paramount Plus specifically has a lot of like TV shows and series so be nice to see something different like that maybe even just a few special editions here and there like Barca did this year I'm not sure if that'll happen or not because apparently as of next year it's moving to the back of the shirt this is just for for two games at the moment so I think they're still on the shop for an actual new sponsor yeah, that's what I read as well, that next season it'll be moving on to the back. It's a great idea, though, Mike. Um, I, I think it was Columbia Pictures who did that. that and you it, had, yeah. Um, yeah, like Hitch and Spider-Man 2. Some terrible movies. Yeah, some really... Yeah. Um, didn't have White Chicks as well was one of them. I'm sure it was. <laughs> um, maybe I've misremembered that. I'm sure someone will correct it if not. But um, yeah, there was a, a couple of good films, but the majority were dreadful films. But again, like collector's items, um, I've seen on Instagram... There was a collector who managed to get like all of the match warns of each sponsor, which was remarkable, really. So, yeah, that would be really cool if they had the, uh, I don't know, the Star Trek logo on the back of their shirts next season. That would be pretty cool. And the away shirt looked lovely in the game as well this week. So we've seen it on the away shirt. The Champions League final next weekend, they're going to be in the home or the away kit, Scott? Home kit. Home kit. So we get to see it on both kits. Hopefully smashing the citizens. Am I going to upset you or say I kind of hope City win it? Yeah, you. Where do people stand on this, right? Because, I mean, personally, I do want City to win because I like to see English players get that experience and win trophies because then when they play for England, they've got like that feel-good factor and they can I, perform for the country. I, I'm 100% with you. I, I'm one of, I am one of those people that I, I'm a Villa fan. I don't give a shit, really, what Man City are doing, what Liverpool are doing, because they're not rivals in any way. So I like to see English clubs do well in Europe. I think it's good for English football. It's good for the league. It's good for, for it's good for Villa if if the Premier League is doing well because more players will want to come to this league. And you know, with with clubs like Man City being saturated with the sort of players that they are, I think it opens up the opportunity for the sort of like the the teams on the outskirts like Villa to start picking up some big players and so on. But just when it comes down to it, yeah, I just like to see English and in fact British clubs do well in in Europe. So um, you're basically saying you believe in trickle-down economics for football clubs and that little Villa will do better if the mighty Manchester City spend all of their millions <laughs> on good players and you might get some better ones. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm happy just to have the dregs. I don't care. Yeah. As, as, long as, as long as they're decent, I, I don't mind. <laughs> that's Unfortunately, all joking aside, that's kind of the way football works now. Um, and yeah, with with a team specifically using Villa as an example, you know, we finished seventh this year, European football for the first time in years. So we could get a slightly better calibre of player again with a big manager in. And I just think that when teams like City, 
even Chelsea, not so much obviously in the league this year, Liverpool, everyone are doing so well in Europe. I think it really does open up options for for the slightly lower down clubs in the Premier League. That fucking reason doesn't make any sense either, Eddie, because you lot are fucking shite in international tournaments still, regardless of how many Champions League finals English players get to. Glass houses, Scott. Glass <laughs> houses. Right, Mike, one seventh place finish and qualifying for the UEFA Conference League. And I think you've mentioned you support Villa more times in this episode than the previous 68 altogether. But let's take a look back at that other team that it's, uh, that you support. They've released a new kit. I guess you're talking about Bayern there. Yeah, they have. They have, obviously, off the back of winning the... I don't know what they didn't win Bundesliga, did they? But Dortmund lost it. I think that's the better way of putting it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, they, they did wear this kit, I believe, in their last game of the season, and it looked fantastic on the pitch. And what is kind of perceived to be unusual about it is that it's predominantly white in colour with red sleeves. And I've seen a lot of hoo ha on the on the socials about how it's not a home colour for Bayern and so on. Well. I'd hate to be that guy, but I'm, I'm afraid it actually is. Um, so it is a throwback. They have worn that kit traditionally in the past. They, in fact, their first ever kits when they were formed were white shirts. Predominantly until the 50s, they wore white kits with either maroon or red stripes or whatever. But it is not unusual for, for Bayern to wear white as a home. They even did it as uh, as as recently as the late 70s. So it's, yeah, it, it's not unusual. But even besides that really Bayern are prolific for the variation in their home shirts so it's just it's not a surprise to me I've, I've said it before on this podcast it's one of the reasons I I collect Bayern shirts because their homes they vary wildly but this kit yeah specifically so it's yeah predominantly white red sleeves um got that cut that I've spoken about before that all the Adidas kits are getting with that slightly longer back I think it looks absolutely fantastic I think it's exactly how you need to do a relatively plain kit with not a lot in the way of pattern, but it just looks amazing. I'm definitely going to get it myself, obviously. Um, I think it looks great and even better on the pitch. Yeah, I think it looks a bit like a reverse Arsenal shirt, um, which does actually work quite well. Um, They did one not so long ago, like a special edition one, didn't they, Mike, which followed a similar kind of thing? They did, yeah. That was the um one hundred and twenty one, yeah, one twenty anniversary. So that was white with the the maroon sleeves, which was uh to, I think it was mimicking the first shirt they won the Bundesliga or possibly the German league with. Um but yeah, uh, that was a special that again was worn at home. A reverse Arsenal, that's a bit ironic because they did a reverse Arsenal and won the league because somebody else bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Works on so many levels. I like the shirt too. I think the again the big difference will be the stadium and the authentic because it's obviously quite a plain shirt and I think that's where authentics excel because of the detail and the pattern but I'll be fucked if I'm paying 130 quid for it. Do you know what I'm not just saying this because I'm an advocate for stadium shirts and that I don't think people should feel the pressure to buy um, authentics I legitimately don't really like that pattern that they're putting across all of the Adidas shirts to be honest with you um it's it's just not my cup of tea um I've got a few standard uh, stadiums of the Adidas for the last couple of years and the one thing that I think that the that I've said before again that Adidas have got over the Nikes is that the the material on the stadiums I still think is really really nice on Adidas shirts it's comfy the fit's good it's it's nice it just doesn't have that what is it like a jacquard pattern within it really but personally 
it doesn't really bother me. I, I, I'd be happy to have either if the price was right. And because of the price, it will probably be a stadium, to be honest. There we go. Right, from one Adidas new release to a Nike new release, Scott. Yeah, so again, it's a, another throwback element, but p- probably a throwback to one of the worst decades of football shirts I think there's ever been. But Paris Saint-Germain finally released the not-so-secret uh, home shirt. And uh, yeah, the interesting part about it was the Hechter stripe has moved over to the left of the shirt. And the last time we... Now, the, the away kit slash home kit, depending on what era you look at, which was the shirt with a white background, is the only PSG shirts apart from the home that have had this treatment of the of the Hester stripe being off to the left. And I don't know if anybody was paying attention to the socials. Um, we did a thread about the, the four kits that had previously seen that style of stripe on the home shirt with the, with the navy base. But I think the big thing to take from it is it's really interesting to see how much a template affects a design. Because it's the exact same design. You've got the Hester stripe on the left running down through the badge. But because of the different night templates, you can really see. And I saw a few comments people didn't like because obviously this new night template that almost has those shoulder pads, then the stripe just kind of gets chopped off at the shoulder. And then they've tried to do a fancy fading design at the bottom. But yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I like it. And I think it's, an, it's interesting they've gone back to a decade that people essentially hate for football shirts. It's amazing that PSG actually go back that far to be able to do a throwback to um, to a decade. But Scott, do you just want to just do a quick recap on what the Hector Stripe is and how it came about for some of our listeners? Maybe they don't know why we keep referring to it and people keep referring to it in, in that term. Yeah, so Hector is obviously, that is um, referring to the ex-president of PSG back in the day. And he had a hand in the design for the kit. And it was a really interesting story. And I think if you go back to episode 10, where I talk about the PSG Jordan shirts or episode 55, where we chatted to Tom Scholes, the author of A City of Stars, then they actually confirmed. But it was there was a rumor going around about why he decided to do it. The, the two rumors were he was a big Ajax fan. So obviously with the shirts, with the Hester stripe in the middle, it looked like an Ajax shirt. And then the other one, which was thankfully the truth and also my favourite, was that he, he liked Mustangs. So it's like a go faster stripe. So, so that's why I used it. And yeah, they've been, they've been very creative with it. I think, you know, they've been able to use the tricolour to make it look like a French flag. And as you see this year, you know, they, they've been able to kind of move it around and manipulate it. And sometimes they split it. This year it's solid. So, yeah, it's a really interesting design to go with, a, as you said, a, a not so... They're not so old club, but they, they still have a few little um, nuances in their history. But for all the shirt collectors out there, there's a couple of interesting um, things that will come out of this shirt. Is anybody... So they wore it the last game of the, the season. Does anybody know why uh, for us shirt collectors? I know, I know, I know. Go for it. So I, I've, hopefully this is yours. So Messi did wear the shirt because it was the last game of the season, his last game for PSG. So he has appeared in next season's shirt, but all the players had their numbers on the back, but they had Sergio Rico's name on the back. So Messi 30 on this PSG shirt should never be seen. You're right. They had two confirmed departures because Ramos announced before the game that he was leaving. 
and of course Messi. But yeah, you're right. The name sets were different due to the the tragic accident that has the the goalkeeper in a bit of trouble. And another thing to take note is we probably won't ever see Neymar in the shirt either, even though you can still buy his um, name set if you go in the shop. But it's looking very likely that he will never see the PSG home shirt. So there we go. A few things that it's always important to keep in mind these shit clubs that wear their new shirts on the last game of the season. I don't think it's a... It adds to confusion in 10 years on eBay, doesn't it? <laughs> Going back to it, though, I think the thing for me is, is the Hector strike thing, like you said. Wasn't it just a couple of years ago they ditched it completely and it literally there were protests outside and it just goes to show that you you can mess around with a club's kit if you do it within reason. I know, say, for example, the Juve fans are not always happy, but at least their black stripe, black and white stripes are mostly still there. Same with Inter Milan, even with AC, with their new shirt and so on. But with PSG, they've they've moved that Hector stripe around a bit. They've messed around with the colours, but you take it away and you got some pissed off PSG fans. Yeah, that was the Jordan home shirt, Messi's first year. Yeah, they they were down with the signs out protesting at the change. But it was a to be fair, I loved the shirt. So, <laughs> but then of course I'm you not, love it. Scott. It's a, a Jordan. <laughs> but I remember the the shorts are really good on that kit as well, weren't they? Because they were the basketball style. Yeah. around the badges I thought yeah it worked really well but I also completely understand why the fans weren't happy I was thinking of them as the Seaman shorts not the Jordan shorts because Scott got so excited about them to be honest but <laughs> they are the right. greatest shorts in football history I'm see no, it's it's a fact. <laughs> right just last last thing before we move on to quick fire new releases if you are a Messi collector and you collect every single shirt a bit like your Beckham collection Scott so you've got every shirt that Messi wore would you have to get this shirt with number 30 Rico on the back. Oh, 100%, I would say. Adam? No, absolutely not. No, no, no one aside from us here and maybe <laughs> 10 listeners might know that kind of level of of knowledge on it. And you know, yeah, no. I, I agree. And I would even say that only Scott here would go as far as, as wanting to do that. I think that for the majority of collectors, including myself, if I was collecting messy shirts, which... I'm never going to. I don't think I'd be that fussed about getting it, to be honest. But we know, Scott, we know you would. <laughs> well, I have the I have the misspelt Beckham Charity Shield shirt. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> That's actually incredible, to be fair. I, I remember that well. And uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you have that. But that that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think that wraps up this week's news. Now, listen, it's that time of year again where we've got new release upon new release upon new release. So apologies to anybody if we miss a particular shirt. Is a shirt you really want us to cover? We will. But what we do at this time of year is we do quick fire new releases. So I will say a new shirt and the panellists have got a maximum of three words to give their opinion on that shirt. They don't have to use all three. And we'll rattle through some of the new releases that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Everybody understand the format. Yes. So shirt number one, we have the Borussia Dortmund fan-designed home shirt for next season. Terrible. Bottled title reminder. Sinking ship. Arsenal's home shirt. Should be silver. (laughs) (laughs) Designed too early. Worst one yet. Uh, We've got RB Leipzig's home shirt. It's all right. I don't know what to say about that one. More random zigzags. Suits template well. It's a good job we bring you, Adam. You're so positive. 
I, I, I try. I try. Someone's got to counterbalance the Scotty rants, haven't they? Maybe we should do like Adam is just nice about things. <laughs> we'll see if we can keep it up with all of these new releases, Adam. Right. Let's go off to La Liga for Girona's new shirt from Puma. More Puma shite. Yeah. Weird, uneven stripes. Average to fair. Fiorentina and Kappa. Only good things, please, people. Good. Funny collar. Lovely pattern. Pattern intestines? <laughs> <laughs> we have got FC St. Pauli and their kit from DIY. Looks homemade. Definite bowel infection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anything know how to follow that. Anything that's very with a bit of red and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say can't follow that. Because I can't. You've summed it up perfectly. <laughs> Macron look like they're picking up uh, next season. Like they've finished this one with uh, Crystal Palace's new home shirt. Nice. Go Greyhounds. Yeah, like stained glass. Yeah, it's really cool. Is that your three words? Yeah, uh, yeah it's really okay. cool. Um, Macron nail it. They're the Bremen's home shirt from Puma. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Borussia Mönchengladbach's home shirt from Puma. <laughs> got to love. Got to love the Bundesliga. Clean. But meh. Boring. I like it. AC Milan's tyre stripes. New home shirt. Even more Puma shite. Fucking square back. Training kit question mark. Back to Liga with Hummel and Real Batiste. Hummel always deliver. Needs a better sponsor. I agree with both. Same with both really quickly into one word. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. that's cool. <laughs> Uh, Stoke City and Macron. Classy, looks traditional. Yeah, I was going to say standard. Absolutely superb. Yeah, reminds me of the spell kit actually from this season, but in red rather than blue. Uh, we've got Sporting Club of Portugal. Is that the right name that's not going to get me shitloads of abuse from uh, Sporting Lisbon fans? Just call it Sporting Lisbon because the people who moan are not Sporting Lisbon fans, they're fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> But anyway, back to shirt. Um, I like it. I don't know what else to say about that one. It's, yeah, I like it. I'm just going to go with that. Unfinished hoops. Doesn't suit template. Another fan design. We've got Corinthians for shirt. Lean and classy, that one. Traditional. Classy. And finally for this week, we'll go with Sheffield Wednesday's new home shirt for Macron. More Macron goodness. Lovely detailed stripes. Collar spoils it. There we go. Hopefully there was a review in there for everyone. So if you like the shirt, one of us will have liked it. If you didn't, one of us at least wouldn't have liked it. So um, we aim to please. We aim to please. Scott, really well done. We'll have plenty more of that coming over the next few weeks, I'm sure, as we hit the peak new release season. But uh, Mike, should we have a bit of kit history? Yeah, go on then. Kid history, kid history, we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia. This week, we're going to a country I don't think we've been to before. And we're going to go to Turkey. 
I was there recently. I was there whilst the league uh, was decided and it was a lovely atmosphere in a place. Um, so I decided that I was going to have a little look at the league champions who have won that league 23 times. And that's Galatasaray. So basically Gala were formed in 1905 and originally they chose to play in red and white, which were the, which are the colours of the modern Turkish flag. However, at the time, the Republic hadn't actually been founded, which resulted on pressure on the club and the players from the country's repressive administration. So they decided to change the colours to just ease the pressure a little bit. So in 1906, they changed to red and black. Uh, and interestingly, they actually bought that kit from a supplier in Birmingham as well by the name of William Schillock, which I thought was quite interesting. Those colours didn't actually last very long at all because in a friendly, they they were beaten 5-0 by a smaller Turkish club. So they decided um, that that wasn't really working. So in 1908, they finally settled for the now iconic red and yellow that we know. Um, these colours were inspired by the colours of the two roses that were presented to Sultan Bayezid by the wise man Gul Baba. Now, there's actually quite an interesting little story in that as well, which comes into Turkish history as well. So I'm going to refer for a little bit now back to the book that I use, which is Picking Up the Threads, The World Colours of Football, because there's a nice little snippet in there about that. So the area of Galatasaray was, according to legend, founded uh, when Bayezid, the 15th century Ottoman sultan, became a guest of an old wise man, Gul Baba. The wise man presented the sultan with two roses, one red and one yellow. The sultan was so impressed by this gesture, he offered the wise man whatever he wished. So Gul Baba showed him a piece of land overlooking the Bosphorus and asked him to build a school there. And the club chose the colours for their team, which is obviously where the red, and just for anyone who doesn't know, Bosphorus, the Bosphorus Strait is basically a part of Istanbul. One side is Asia, one side is Europe, and that's where Galatasaray is situated on one side with Fenerbahce on the other side, which is why it's known as an intercontinental derby when those two play as well. So that's a nice little reason for why they why they uh, got that kit. But my favourite part of it as well is the original founder of the club, a guy by the name of Ali ya Sami Yen, there's actually a nice little quote about him that when when he decided on those colours, what he actually said. So I'm just going to read that directly because I think it's quite nice. So after we'd been in and out of several shops, we saw two different elegant looking wool materials in Fatty Yanko's store in Bacekapisi, which is very difficult to say. Uh, one of them was quite a dark red, resembling a cherry colour, and the other a rich yellow with a touch of orange. When the sales clerk made the two fabrics fly together with a twist of his hand, they became so bright that it reminded us of the beauty of a goldfinch. We thought we were looking at the colours flickering in burning fire. We were picturing the yellow-red flames shining on our team and dreaming that it would take us to victories, and indeed it did. Which I think is a, a lovely little quote, which, which kind of takes you back to, to why they chose those colours. So, yeah. Good. What do you think of that one? Do you believe me on this one? I was just about to say that was that was quite factual about why those are the colours of the shirts, which is a, a nice change. It is. I thought I would, uh, to be honest with you, I lucked out because, as I said, I've just been to Turkey on my holiday. I thought oh, I'm quite into Turkish clubs at the minute. What can I do? And I looked at Gala and I thought, you know, it's quite a nice one, especially off off the back of them winning the league again. And one other little thing as well, actually. So they basically they wore the the exact same kit from 1908 all the way through to the 80s, which was what they re regard as an eight-piece halved design. So the front would always be split down the middle with yellow and gold on one side, but then the sleeves would be the opposite. So you'd have four colours across front, yellow, gold, yellow, 
got uh, no sorry yellow red yellow red but then on the back it would always be reversed so the same colors were never touching each other on any two panels of the shirt and that was actually changed in the 80s by adidas and it actually wasn't reinstated until the early 2000s again as a as a must do for gala kits he's spitting out history this week isn't he adam I think you did a really good job, Mike. Well done. Positivity. Fantastic work. Um, I actually think it was interesting how you said that they started off with the Turkish colours of the flag originally, because I've been to Turkey once. And if there's one thing I know about the Turkish, they love being Turkish and they love their flag. <laughs> like It's everywhere. Um, yeah. So it's interesting that even I mean, because obviously on Galatasaray shirts, they have the Turkish logo on it as well anyway. Um, so I thought it was interesting that they started off with the Turkish flag colours. You're not wrong at all. If you look at a lot of um, Turkish clubs, the the red and white is pretty much always integrated into the badge somewhere. Um, the, obviously, people are listening, not going to see it. I've got a gala shirt hanging up behind me. They, they, they quite often have an actual circular Turkish flag emblem on their shirts. Fenerbahce, they have the red worked into their batch. I've got a Besiktas shirt on, which essentially has the Turkish flag within it. You're right that they are very, very proud of that flag. They are very proud of being Turkish. And I, I was lucky enough to experience a, just a touch of sort of like the Turkish attitude towards football when I went there. Because on, I think it was my last, but one day of my holiday, I, I'd bought, I'd been around the city and I'd bought Fenerbahce shirts. I'd bought Besiktas shirts. I didn't buy a Gala shirt. And I'll tell you why, just as a little side note. Um, if you if you go looking for Galatasaray shirts, you'll quite often find a lot of sort of like fan shirts that don't have the branding on. Those are from the official stores. So Galatasaray are really, really big on essentially a stadium shirt, which is made in-house that is unbranded. So I say we, myself, actually was fortunate enough to meet up with uh, Nomad Football, a good friend of mine, whilst we were in Turkey and we found out the Gala shop. They had like one shirt in there that was what we would regard as an authentic shirt. Everything else was an almost carbon copy of the on the pitch shirt, but with no branding and Galatasaray logos on on uh, branding in the labels. So that was quite interesting. But the one thing we did find is we found the Besiktas uh, shop, which was amazing. And then on the following day, I found the Fenerbahce, Fenerium, as they call it over there. And I decided on my last bit one day, I was going to wear my Fenerbahce shirt around the area that I was living. In. I was a little bit unsure because I know that obviously it can be a bit tumultuous with with the Turkish clubs. But what I found out is... I didn't check the fixtures and the last games were being played on that night. Well, not the last games, but basically the league was going to be decided. So if Galatasaray would, have, would win, they were to win the league. If not, and Fenerbahce won, it would have come down to the last game of the season when Gala actually played Fenerbahce. So I'm walking around in a Fenerbahce shirt and I am literally getting shouted at. Take that off. I had one man stop on his moped. He pointed at me, he said, bad shirt, bad colours, take that off. I went to a bar. A guy wouldn't let me in at first because I had a Fenerbahce shirt on. He had a Galatasaray shirt on. He let my little boy in because he was wearing a Bayern shirt. He let my wife in and he just made me stand at the door for a few minutes before he let me in. And then I was I was there in the evening when Galatasaray won the league. There were fireworks, red and gold fireworks going off. There were songs being played so loud. And this is in an area that is literally like a thousand miles away from, from Istanbul. So I can't even imagine the atmosphere in Istanbul but it, it was incredible the passion they've got for the football over there is insane I'd recommend anybody getting over there and just experiencing a bit of it there we go kit history travel history travel showed a lot I mean Mike yeah, you... it's sponsored by the uh, Turkish uh, tourism board there <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you what I'll, I'll add one little bit on the end then if you want we also went along to the Fethiye Sports Stadium in Fethiye right now 
we asked to buy some shirts and we were greeted by a really, really friendly man who took us into a room in what looked like a hotel and said, here's the shop. And he presented us with a table that just had a load of Fetia Sports uh, shirts just sprawled out on them. He said that 250 lira per shirt, which is about, I don't know, 12 quid or something, 10 quid. And I bought two Nike ones. And I'm telling you now, they are not authentically made by Nike. They are the same ones the players are wearing. They are made in Turkey somewhere. But they are by no means authentic Nike shirts. But they're, they're, they're technically player issue. So You make it sound so good. But um, you did find Turkey a little bit of a pain in the ass at times, didn't you, Mike? <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes, I did. Uh, for anyone listening, Adrian would be referring to the time that I put my swim shorts on to find there was a wasp in there that stung me twice on my ass and once on my hand when I tried to get it out. So, yeah, it, it was literally I mean, I will be honest with you, I was very thankful that it was at the back of my shorts and not the front, though. Excellent. That rounds up this week's kit history. Shall we move on to Scotty Rants? <laughs> So this week it is um, in line with all the new releases that are coming out. My rant is all about kit leaks. And, you know, spoiler alert, I think they're fucking shit and they're annoying as fuck. But the two main reasons are, one, half the time they're only relatively close. You get the rough idea of it, but they're not exact. And that leads to the second point, I fucking hate them is you get all these knob ends on social media that actually argue with each other about aspects of a leaked kit that they either like or don't like, which is fucking pointless because it's not the actual fucking kit yet. And more often than not, you know, the the kit will come out and there'll be slight, you know, variations to what they thought it was going to be and what it is. And, you know, or, or it's a DH gate, something that somebody's leaked and somebody's made terribly and they'll be like, Oh, the stitching doesn't look very good. Fucking wisen up, you fucking idiots. It's a leak. Stop fucking arguing with people about leaks. Let's go back to the traditional, you had no idea what the kit looked like. The clubs could put a big swan song on and do a nice release for everybody. And and you could then discuss the shirt the first time you saw it because it's the actual shirt. Stop doing leaks. Stop fucking arguing with strangers about leaks. I, I say it every week. How can we argue with that? Yeah, I I I agree. I I think there is something exciting about finding out what shirts are coming out, and I don't mind the rumours of what the shirt's going to be like. But when, like you say, Scotty, people are literally arguing over images that are fake DHgate ones or like renders, and until you actually see the genuine article, an actual proper product picture of it, or in person. You can't really say if it's a good shirt or a bad shirt. And you're right, people will argue about it. And then the shirt will come out and the things they were arguing about were different or weren't what they thought it was. Like whether it was like the application of a badge is a different way than what they thought the render was. And they're arguing about it should be a certain way. It's just, just be calm. Wait for them to come out. They come out every year. Like there's a lot of kits to get through. It's, it's, it's fine, everyone. Yeah. Yeah into that rule is the united away shot because there's no fucking saving that one by the looks of it but but even with that like the the images that i've seen the blurry images of the players you can see the like the player issue pattern through the sponsor 
And then the one that's been shared online, the staging one, looks like the sponsor has been printed on. But I still don't know if that's an absolute genuine shirt or if that's just one that has been made on DHgate and they've assumed that that's how the sponsor is going to be put on there. And people are arguing about it. And I don't know if it's the real shirt. So again, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Although I must admit, we did have some fun with this a week or so ago with that shirt because we shared a picture of that Man United shirt knowing it wasn't the shirt because we knew the stripes were wrong and we uh, made it appear a bit darker than it should have as well just to have that extra bit of fun. So um, we're, we're probably as culpable as many. But uh, Scott, as and usual... We, 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 you mean you. Yeah, I, I was bored and I thought it was funny. Uh, right, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? to let's shall we finish off with a little quiz this week shall we let's do it i'm game right so i just got a random little quiz just a few questions a couple about squad numbers caps trophies and stuff just obviously all football based so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go ad scott then adam with the questions all right right so let's let's go ad first so let's go squad number question for you bart dragowski what squad number did he wear uh fiorentina he wore Number 69. He did. He wore 69. Correct. Scott, let's go caps for Scotland players. Kenny Miller. How many caps did Kenny Miller got for Scotland? It was around about the 70 mark, so I'm going to guess 69. Hey, he's got it. It was 69. This is incredible. Adam. Hello. Combined titles that Liverpool have won. How many do you think it is? See, I know what you're like. I'm going to go, oh, it's really funny. It's 69. You're going to go, no, it's actually 70. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go 69. Incorrect. It was 70. You should have gone with your I knew it. I knew it. Let's go back to AD. Bigzente Lizarazu wore a a specific uh, squad number whilst he was at Bayern Munich. Do you know what that was? I think he wore 69. He did among another with another squad number, and his I think it was his first stint. But either way, yep, he definitely did wear sixty nine. Scott, let's go caps for Scotland again. David Weir, how many do you think he got? Actually, I'm, I know that this is sixty nine because we were talking about trying to find caps for episode sixty seven. Do you remember? And there was there's like five Scottish players that all have sixty nine caps. <laughs> uh, you are correct. You wore sixty nine, and I'm going to come to you with a last question, Adam. So. James Milner, how many caps do you think he got for England? 70. No, it was 61, mate. Um, it was 61. Yeah, so you lose. <laughs> two to AD, two to uh, Scott, and zero for, for Adam. Unlucky, mate. Better luck next time. What a good quiz that was. Two Liverpool questions as well, Adam. I know. Yeah. I, I catered them for everybody involved, and he's to just be fair, let himself down. I, you made me second guess myself. And I'm annoyed because I should have just gone for 70. Like, there's no way that I'm going to remember how many, like, James Miller had. If you just said Stephen Gerrard, I would have probably got it. But, yeah, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we'll be back next week at some point. Um, What have we got coming up over the next few weeks? Yeah, so obviously there's the the launch of the YouTube channel if you want. So as we say, we're going to put a lot of existing content on there, maybe snip up a few little bits and bobs that people didn't get to see because we've done some interesting stuff before and people have shown us a lot of stuff. So it's a, it's a good platform to be able to put that on there. Um, we've obviously got a few things pre-recorded as well, such as the Forgotten Football Clubs feature that's coming up soon. And again, we've, we've, we're working on a lot of stuff in the pipeline, which we... <laughs> don't really like saying what it is until we've fully recorded it a few of those things are in the diary ready to go so you'll hear about them as soon as uh they're recorded and done and even when they're recorded which recording was it that we didn't get 80 
I don't want to so, it. so the five minutes after the Alexi Lalas, we just sat in silence waiting for the file to pop up to make sure it recorded. <laughs> uh, listen, everybody, we do really appreciate all the feedback we've had over the previous 69 shows. The feedback last week particularly has been really, really amazing. Um, we, we, we couldn't do it without you. Indeed, we wouldn't do it without you. So thank you to everybody for that. Please keep that feedback coming. Adam, we've enjoyed having you again today. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. Um, except Mike, hate you. I'm good with that. They think it's all over? It is now. I, uh, I managed to record most of that, Mike. Did you actually? <laughs> oh, my missus. <laughs> Going to wipe my kid's ass. She's not happy. I'm literally trying to kick everyone out of the kitchen. Said to her, you need to piss off. She's like, I know. And then my boy comes out and goes, daddy. And I'm like, what? He goes, I need a poo. I'm like, go on, eh? Your mum will come and sort you in a minute. Yeah, we had the splash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.